Leaders in Worship Podcast, episode number 20. Welcome to the Leaders in Worship Podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. We do this by equipping leaders with the right tools, connecting them with like-minded people and vision, and developing their ability to lead effectively. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship podcast. My name is Matt Perkins. I'm your host. And I want to say thank you for listening and taking the time, whether you're listening in your car, using Stitcher Radio, or you found us on iTunes, you can reach us at facebook.com slash leaders in worship. Today we are talking about the power of we, the importance of teamwork and community and connection. That is what we need in our lives as worship pastors, worship leaders. We need to be connected with other people around us. This past weekend, we had Everyone from kindergarten on up were all in the sanctuary, and we had overflow in our services as well, and so people were all together. And we had ministry represented from our children's ministry, from our youth and young adult ministry, adult ministry. Uh, it was an incredible time, and it was all about the teamwork, and the community that was involved in making that day happen. It took everybody on our staff, um, all of the parking lot attendants, our ushers, greeters, and we worked together as a team, and there was connection involved with that that made that day work. One of the highlights then is our senior pastor closed out the service with us having prayer together as a family. It was so neat to see maybe fathers who had never prayed over their kids before that are there and just crying as they blessed their kids and prayed over them. It was awesome, but it took everybody involved to make it happen. And so that's what we're talking about today. Um, One of the things, as we go into this coming weekend of ministry, You know, in the U.S., we had a tragic event that didn't just affect the United States. It was, it's a worldwide thing that the world took notice at the Boston Marathon where there was an explosion and uh, several people died and lost their lives. Others were injured in this tragic event at the Boston Marathon. You know, we can have a heightened sense of awareness when events happen like this. But I encourage you, every weekend, yes, we're going to pray for those who are involved in this tragedy, but every weekend, there are people in your congregations, in your church, that are facing life and death situations. They're facing marriages that are on the verge of divorce and uh, families that are in uh, complete disruption. It is amazing what people are going through in our congregation. But we as worship leaders have the opportunity to present life and the peace that only comes from Christ 
into their hearts, into the people in our congregation. I encourage you, worship leaders, present the message of hope and healing and peace that comes from Christ. Present it with authority and confidence this weekend. You know, we are past the point of just singing songs that are on the most requested list or on the top CCLI songs. We have to present them with life and healing and hope. And we have to understand our role as worship leaders in that service. And so I encourage you this weekend, present that with authority, present it with confidence, and lead people well. That is our responsibility and our opportunity to do that. Well, today in talking with the power of connection and the importance of we, I want to share a story that was just in the news today about Detroit Lions quarterback Matt Stafford. Now, I'm not a Detroit Lions fan. I am a Green Bay Packers fan. Spent about 12 years in Green Bay, and we were on staff there, and and so Green Bay is is kind of a part of us. You can leave Green Bay, but boy, that uh, green and gold never gets out of you. So uh, we are uh, big Packer fans, but Detroit Lions quarterback Matt Stafford, he is expected to sign a long-term contract extension. But Stafford was saying that nobody should expect it to break any records. In fact, uh, he was reporting on the NBC Sports website. Stafford says that he wants to be mindful that under the NFL salary cap, every dollar that the Lions spend on him is a dollar they can't spend on another player. Stafford says that he wants to play with a lot of good teammates. Stafford is quoted as saying, I want talent around me. Frankly, Stafford told the team's website, you see guys breaking records with how much they're making and all of that stuff, and honestly, you want fair market value. But I really don't care about breaking records too much. I want to break records on the field. I want to win games and have as many good players around me as I possibly can. You know, Matt Stafford understands the importance of surrounding himself with a great team, being connected with people, that he can be successful on the field. One of the things that I see is a huge warning signs for ministers that are preparing for a fall is isolation. When they start to shy away from connection, shy away from working with others, but doing things on their own in isolation, there is a huge warning sign that they are about to fail or make some poor judgments in their life and in their ministry. We have to be connected to people and be around and involved in other people's lives. So how do we avoid isolation? You know, Proverbs 18.24 says, A man who has friends must himself be friendly. We might look at it and say, well, how do I build connections? I'm at this church, and I don't have any other friends that are worship pastors, or I'm not connected. You know, until I moved to Florida, I really didn't have any other worship pastors that I was friends with. Um, 
wasn't connected. There wasn't a strong network in our city uh, previously where I was at. Uh, there wasn't a strong network of worship leaders getting together, and and it just wasn't something that was ever encouraged in the community. Looking back now, I know that I should have initiated something and gotten that going. But we might look at where we're at and say, well, who am I to start something, or who am I to reach out to another worship pastor in, in my community? I'm I'm doing my thing here, and why would anyone want to connect with me? Well, we're going to talk about nine different things in building connection today. And the first thing, we might wonder, how can I build connection? Well, you simply start where you're at. You start where you are. You connect with people that you already know. There are people that you have relationship with that you know maybe they're not in your city, Maybe they're not even in your state or even country, but it is easy to jump on Skype and talk with someone literally around the world and just have connection with them. Um, I've made connection with other worship pastors, um, authors of books, just by sending them an email and saying, hey, I would like to connect with you. A couple weeks ago, I connected with a worship pastor in San Diego and we had talked about getting together and talking on the phone, and our schedules just didn't seem to line up. And so one day we just got tired of talking about it, and we just said, hey, we're going to put this on the calendar. We're going to Skype. We're going to talk about what you're doing in ministry, what I'm doing in ministry, and we're going to learn from each other. And so you just connect with people you already know. I knew this worship pastor, and we had had met on a few different occasions that we had talked and had lunch, but we just wanted to talk about what was going on currently in life and ministry. So start, connect with people you know, and people who do what you do, people you can learn from and uh, be challenged by, and maybe you can challenge others in the process as well. If you are a part of a denomination um, it's easy to connect with others in that denomination. So you start with you where you are. Secondly, you find new opportunities that you can connect. Find new opportunities to connect. Look for ways that you can connect with people that are out of your circle of influence or people that you don't normally get together with. You know, in our city, in Orlando... There is a, a friend of mine that is a worship pastor, LaRue Howard, and LaRue has started this ministry called the Worship Leaders Association, and this is a phenomenal way to connect and meet other worship pastors, people on worship teams in our city and the Central Florida region, and it's on a, a one day, a month, on a Saturday, and she has people come in that will do clinics on band and uh, vocal technique, worship leading, and sound. It's an incredible opportunity to be able to connect and also develop your skills with that. So uh, LaRue has done that. Also a friend of mine, Martha Munizzi, who is a great worship leader, songwriter. Once a month, she has an event called Epic Worship. And uh, Martha has done this faithfully uh, for the past few years, and uh, been privileged to be a part of of many of those events, 
And it's a way that you can show up, have a night of worship, and connect with other worship pastors, worship leaders, and it's there's no major agenda. You're just hanging out, you're worshiping, doing what we do, and being able to connect with others. So that's a great thing. Start where you are. Find new opportunities that you can connect. And the third thing is build friends, don't use people. You know, ministry is not a network marketing opportunity. It's not another way that we can climb a ladder or get to a bigger, better deal. We need to build friends and not use people. A number of years ago when my wife and I were kind of early in ministry, uh, we hadn't been married all of that long, and I was at a general council for the denomination that, that we're a part of, and there was a friend of mine who was a youth pastor, and he wanted to introduce me to his pastor. They were looking for uh, someone to come in and, and run their music ministry and be a worship pastor. And so this friend invited me to come and just talk with his pastor. And so I went over, and the pastor began to talk with me about his church and how he would like to you know, talk further, and he had heard a lot about me. And one of the things that was just so uh, kind of driving me nuts in this conversation is that while his pastor was saying, oh, I've heard great things about you and would love to talk with you more and here's about our church, the whole time he was looking over my shoulder and if there were influential pastors that walked by, he would walk away for a second, shake hands, engage in some small chat, and then come back and talk about, well, here's what we're doing, and man, this is what we have for our band and all of these things. And then he would he would step away again. There'd somebody that would come by, and he would walk away and talk to them and then come back. It happened a couple times, and I thought, you know what? First of all, this is definitely not someone that I would want to work for. And um, after a couple times, I just walked away. And I told my buddy, I said, hey, Obviously, he really doesn't want to talk to me about this, and there are more important people around. So if he's really interested, he can just call me back. And I left because I felt like um, I was just in a situation where I was just somebody to talk to at the moment, but he really didn't want to connect with me. Uh, he was interested in people who are more influential. And um, so every time we would get into a conversation, he would step away. Focus on building friends, building relationships, not just using people that are convenient for where we're at at that time. Don't do that in ministry. People can see through that. And that's our fourth point brings us to is be transparent. Don't work so hard at impressing people that you really don't show the true you. People notice when you're trying too hard. People notice when you're not being real and you can... Maybe fool them for a little bit, but ultimately they will know the real you. So be transparent because you'll be able to develop better friendships and connections through that process. So fourthly, be transparent. The fifth thing, be respectful of others. You know, someone at some point extended a hand of favor to you so that you can be where you're at today. I encourage you, extend that same favor to others. There are people that 
may have questions or they just need someone to talk to, and they might reach out, be willing to take the time and help them out. Don't forget that someone else extended a hand of favor to you. And, you know, you might say, well, yeah, but where am I or or who am I? Why would someone want to listen to me? You can learn from people in most situations. Now, some people you might learn what not to do, but you will find many cases where you can sit and talk with someone and say, you know what, I face this challenge and here's what I would do differently the next time. Just in a simple conversation, I have several people that I talk with that uh, some are are further down the road than I am, and I talk and I, I find information and say, hey, uh, can you help me? But then I have other people that, that I will talk to and say, hey, what are you doing in your church, and, and um, how can I learn from you, and how can I help you? And be open and remember that someone extended a hand of favor to you, and you want to do that same thing. Don't fall into the trap that, hey, now I'm at this new uh, church size or this area, and now I have this new circle of influence, and now I've kind of quote-unquote made it. Uh, man, that is that is so unchristlike that we can look at it and say, well, now I'm I'm at a certain level, and I can't I can't help you now. I can't be friends with you now because it doesn't look good. Man, that is not what we're about in ministry. Be respectful of others. The sixth thing, set goals. What is it that you are looking to achieve in ministry? They might be long-term goals. They might be short-term goals that you say, man, I just need to know how can I better work on breakout parts for the songs that we're learning. Reach out to someone and say, hey, what what do you do? And... Um, Set goals in your ministry, short-term goals, some long-term goals of what you want to see personally, what you want to see corporately in your ministry there in the church. Um, It's important that you have a plan of where you are going. And seventh thing, find people who are influential in what you want to do that you can learn from. Uh, They might be someone that you have a goal to record a CD, and so you find someone that is influential that has, that has done that, and you talk with them, maybe send them an email and say, hey, can I sit and talk with you? The eighth thing is make an investment, and this ties in with finding people who are influential and in doing what you are doing. A number of years ago, um, actually it was before we moved to Orlando, my wife and I were considering a move to Nashville. We were in a uh, transition in ministry. We were praying about what we were going to do next and where we were going to go. And we were considering possibly moving to Nashville. We have family that live in the Middle Tennessee area, and so we were thinking about making that move. But one of the things that I wanted to do at that point, I had recently recorded a CD project, and I really wanted to get an expert's opinion on some of the things that I was looking at for ministry, seeing if they were good ideas, bad ideas, if they stunk, if I shouldn't even go that direction. And so there was an individual that he was a 
a former executive at a record company, and he was also previously had been a, a worship artist, recording artist, and and so it was someone that I wanted to talk with and sit down and say, hey, could you give me some direction? But I was willing to make an investment in this. And so I emailed his office and said, hey, you you don't know me, but I wanted to just reach out to you and see if we could talk. And just mentioned, also, I'm going to be in Nashville in a couple weeks, and I would love to buy you lunch or a cup of coffee, and then I want to pay you for an hour's worth of your time to sit and and meet with me and, and give me some direction, maybe some coaching. And that statement there immediately said that I was serious about making this connection and talking with him. So he emailed me back and said, hey, this is normally what I would do. And and so when I was in Nashville, I spent the time, I met with him, and we talked actually much more than the hour and just sat and shared some things about ministry and how I got to where I was at at that point in time. We talked about his background in ministry, and it was a worthwhile investment just to sit and talk with someone and say, hey, am I on the right track? Or am I totally missing it here? And the ninth thing, this is an important one to realize, is that connections aren't just for you. It is important that we become a connector of people. You never know when you can help someone else out just by introducing them to other people that you know. You might have a friend that that is trying to figure out how to do something. Maybe it's a, a software program or something like that, and you may not be the person to help them, but you know someone that can. So just by making that connection, introducing them to each other, it is so rewarding to see. I've had the privilege of being able to introduce other people that have gone on and and developed good friendships and relationships, and also I've been the recipient of that. When I've had a need in ministry or just needing some help, I've been introduced to people that can help me out in those situations. So make sure that you understand connections aren't just for you. You need to become a connector of other people. Well, today I want to thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope that you have found something useful in this on building connections. One, we start where we are. We find new opportunities to connect. Third, we build friends, not use people. Fourth, be transparent. Fifth, be respectful of others. Set goals. Find people who are influential in what you want to do. Number eight, make an investment. And ninth, realize that connections aren't just for you, that we need to become a connector of people. Well, if you have any comments or questions about today's topic, feel free to contact us. You can email me directly at matt at leadersinworship.com. We'd love to hear back from you. If you have ideas or topics that you would like to see covered in the future, please let me know. You can also leave a voicemail right on our website, 
Go to leadersinworship.com, and on the right-hand side of the screen, you can click the tab that says Leave Voicemail. We would love to hear from you, maybe feature your question on a future episode. At Leaders in Worship, our goal is to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship. If we can be of assistance to you in your ministry, we would love to do so. Remember, have an incredible week of ministry. Lead with authority, lead with confidence, and have an incredible weekend.